Hey, boss. Welcome to the Productive Boss Podcast, where your host, Miss Unconventional, helps you conquer your chaos, guarantee your goals, and become a productive boss without sacrificing your self-care. Overwhelmed with your to-do list? Can't seem to follow one course until success? Kiera Osnowskis is here to help you reclaim your time, energy, attention, and sanity so you can get the right things done at the right time for the right reasons. The booked and busy culture is canceled, sis. We're profitable and productive over here. Get ready to boss up and design your best life. Hey, 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 welcome back to the Productive Boss Podcast. This is episode 34, all about the Master Your Month checklist. Okay, I am super excited to share this checklist with you all because this checklist is in the form of questions, questions you wanna ask yourself as you prepare for the new month ahead. And so I thought this would be cool to kind of go through this checklist with you all, share some of my insights in the way that I prepare for each month so that I can be as productive as possible while also, you know, living my ideal lifestyle in the process and not burning out and making sure that I'm prioritizing self-care. So in order to do that, I go through a series of of, um, steps. The first being having a 90-minute strategy session with myself. So that's the first question of the checklist. Did you have a 90-minute strategy session with yourself? I call these goal-setting intensives. You can call them a strategy session, a monthly strategy session, whatever you want to call it. But with my 90-minute strategy session, it usually includes me going through my 10-step goal alchemy formula. Now, if you want to go deep into the goal alchemy alchemy formula itself, you can refer to episode 16. That's where I share it in detail. But basically those 10 steps are, if I can just kind of list them out for you. Um, Step number one is choosing your word of the month or your intention of the month. This word basically represents the gap between where you are right now and where you want to be 30 days from now, right? The next step is to use that word in an affirmation. You're going to create your own affirmation. This is something you're going to say. You're going to basically own the closing of that gap. You're going to own the person that you want to be at the end of the 30 days. And the next step is going to be establishing your why, your big why. Remember that your why needs to be strong enough to weather the struggles of the how, right? If you've been following this podcast, you've heard me say this multiple times. It's uh, a quote from Frederick Nietzsche that I absolutely love. Obviously, I've rephrased it. I'm not as eloquent as he is uh, or he was. So that's the idea. Your why needs to be strong enough to weather the struggles that are going to come along as you try to matriculate through the month and, and hit all of your goals. All right. That next step is having a mantra. Now, some of you already know, I already I have a mantra that I say every morning and it's Our Deepest Fear poem by Marianne Williamson. Highly, highly recommend uh, this poem if you haven't heard it already. Um, but I usually recite that poem as my own personal mantra to, to get through not just the day, the week, the month, the year, really. It's something that I've memorized and I recite it daily. All right, and then the next step after that is to actually establish your your goals for the month. 
usually three to five goals that represent the project that you're focusing on for that month. So all of these goals need to be associated with those needle moving projects that you have on on your plate. And then once I have those goal statements, I turn those goal statements into gratitude statements, right? I'm so happy and grateful that I successfully showed up and sold my Conquer Your Chaos crash course every day of the month of May, right? And that's a goal of mine to make sure that I'm showing up, I'm creating content, and I am selling my products and services so that I can stay in business and sustain the mission, right? But I always turn those goal statements into gratitude statements because I want to show that I'm grateful. I know that these things are going to come to fruition, right? And I just want to show that I'm grateful because I know it's done, it's set in stone. I just have to do the work and trust the process, right? So um, the next thing that I do is I turn those uh, goal statements into action statements. How can I take action on these goals um, within the next 24 to 48 hours. From there, I create my monthly vision board and then I share that board along with my statements to my accountability partner, right? And then we go ahead and we set the day uh, the day and the time that we're going to get together for that month to hold each other accountable for the goals that we set. All right, so that is the the first question. Like, did you have a 90-minute strategy session? And the way that my strategy session works is I go through my 10-step goal alchemy formula, which I just pretty much outlined for you here, but you can also uh, check out episode 16 where I dive deeper. Okay, and then the next question of this checklist, did you select your non-negotiable self-care days? This is important, folks, because I don't want you to embark on any month um, where you know you have a lot going on and you want to get a lot th- a lot of things done without first establishing those non-negotiable self-care days so that you can avoid burnout and so that you can avoid getting completely weighed down by your tasks and your projects without filling up your cup again. And so for me, <laughs> I have one self-care day a week and I also have one digital detox day a month. That means I go 24 hours without any technology, any digital devices whatsoever. Now that's pretty extreme for some people. I'm not saying that you should do this. I'm just giving you insight into how I do things. With my self-care days, my weekly self-care days, I do things that I love to do that that fill up my cup, you know, massages, going to brunch, um, (laughs) relaxing uh, at the pool or jacuzzi. Whatever I want to do to refill my cup back up, whether that's going to the park and reading, it can be hanging out with my husband, smoking chocolate cigars and and drinking whiskey, (laughs) Um, whatever I want to do on those self-care days. So I highly encourage you to not only select the non-negotiable self-care days, but then plan out what you want to do for those days. And and if there's anything that can be, you know, pre-planned or set up in advance so that you just show up for that day and everything's kind of taken care of, then actually do those things in the beginning of the month, whether that be scheduling or RSVPing for a particular, you know, brunch spot or dinner spot that you want to go to, scheduling your massage, you know, uh, uh, in advance so that you're not doing things last minute, whatever the case may be. But when you take the time to set things up in the beginning or towards or at the end of the previous month for the following month, I'm telling you, it's going to save you so much time and make your life feel like it's running like a well-oiled machine. 
Okay, so the next question in the checklist is, did you reevaluate your routines? <laughs> now, some of us think that once we come up with our master routine, like we're, that's it, you know, it's set in stone, there's no changing it. But the truth of the matter is our routines should change and should evolve to fit the season that we're currently in. So what the routines that worked for you last month or last quarter may not work for you this month or this quarter, depending on the type of season you're in. If you're in the hustle season, the grind season, maybe your, your routine from when you were more in the relaxation and, and uh, rejuvenation season, maybe that routine is not going to work. So you have to alter it. Regardless, your routine should be customized. It should match your personality, your passions, and your purpose. And it should also match the projects that you have on your plate. And make sure that if your if if your routines are in alignment with the uh, with the projects that you have on your plate, make sure they're they're not those routines aren't going to stress you out. They're actually going to, you know, bring you joy and make you want to wake up in the morning and get get rolling. Okay. So the next question in this checklist is did you establish your needle moving projects and tasks? And right, and obviously this goes with the um step like you know the 90 minute strategy session at the beginning of the month. This pretty much goes with that. But the way that you go about establishing your needle moving projects is asking yourself, what's the project that I'm most excited about? That if I don't get this project done, it could really hold up everything else that I want to do, right? I know that we want to do a lot of our us multi-passionate, multi-hyphenate people. A lot of us want to do all the things and be everywhere at the same time, but we can't. We can do all the things that we want to do. We just can't do it all at once. So, you know, choosing your project and your goals on a quarterly basis or on a monthly basis where you you know choose the project that's going to actually matter for the season that you're currently in that's the best way to approach this you know project planning all right and goal planning and task management it's best to just ask yourself what needs to be done now and what do i have to ignore in order for this to get done? That's another key question. Like, what do I have to ignore? Or what do I have to put on the back burner for now in order to bring, like in order to focus, follow one course until success, right? On this particular project that I know is important right now and is going to move the needle for me in this current season. So the next uh, question that you wanna ask yourself is do you have systems in place to support the goals that you set, right? I, I talk about in my Conquer Your Chaos Crash Course that there are three types of systems, right? A personal system, a professional system, and self-care systems. So all of our systems really should support the goals that we set, the projects that we that we set for ourselves. And so for your personal systems, the way that I look at personal systems, like the tasks that you have to get done for, you know, at home in order for you to actually have the the bandwidth and the capacity to do the professional work, right? So that means maybe for you, that looks like figuring out what your meals are going to be and scheduling those or, or purchasing those ahead of time. I know for me, there was a period in my life where I just used, um, was it Freshly? Yeah, Freshly, not HelloFresh. There's a difference between HelloFresh and Freshly. HelloFresh, they send you the food and you still have to prepare it. Like they send you the ingredients and you still have to prepare it. But with Freshly, they actually send you 
the meal already uh, prepped and all you have to do is heat it up. So there was a time when I would set that up to come in every week on Tuesday and it would be for the entire week, like six, seven meals for the entire week so that I didn't have to prepare every single meal. And that was also during the time when I was intermittent fasting. So it worked out well. I only ate once or twice a day anyway. And so when those meals came in, I popped them in the microwave for three minutes and boom, I was done eating within a matter of 10 to 15 minutes. And I was able to shave down that two to three hours of prepping and then, you know, and eating and all that stuff. I was able to shave it down consistently considerably. So um, even that setting up that system alone will save you at least 10 hours a week. Now, another personal assist could be something as simple as, you know, hiring someone once a month to come in and do a deep clean in your home. Now, obviously, this is associated with the, with the capital that you actually have, right? Not everybody can afford to have someone come in um, and clean their home. But if you do, if you can, if you can afford the 80 to to $100 a month to have someone come do a deep clean so that all you have to do each week is just maintain, then that can be something, that can be a personal system that you set up that really helps you save a lot of time in terms of cleaning and whatnot. For the professional systems, like for me, I have my integrator uh, helping me with my business task and some things I delegate to her. Some things we find a software that can automate the things that we need uh, to do in our business that are repetitive, that don't need to be necessarily done manually by me or her. And then um, some things we just put on the back burner until it's more relevant and important for what we're doing. But our professional systems are ironclad now. We we pretty much know exactly what is expected of us, you know, and with the Miss Unconventional business. And we refine it Every single month, every single month, we're refining our professional systems, making sure that we're working smarter, not harder. With the self-care systems, again, um, this goes back to setting things up on the front end, like already having your, you know, Manny and Petty appointments scheduled, your massage therapy uh, sessions scheduled, and things like that. I mean, this is just an example, right? Like not everybody view self-care the same way. So whatever your idea of self-care is, how can you streamline the process so that when you show up, it's just, you know, you don't really have to think about the planning of it all. All of it was already planned and in motion and all you have to do is show up. Ask yourself how, how you can establish that type of system. All right, now the next question is, does your environment support the goals that you've set? So in the Conquer Your Chaos Crash Course, we talk about there's three elements of your environment, right? People, places, and possessions. The people that you spend the most time with, the places that you frequent the most, and your possessions that you own, right? The things that that are sort of taking up space in your physical environment. And so with that, you, you know, asking yourself, does my environment support the goals that I've set? It, it forces you to say, okay, are the are the right people in my life? Like, am I spending my time with the right people? Am I, you know, am I frequenting places that that make me feel energized, that make me feel ready to do the work, that make me feel productive, right? A lot of us are working in environments that are not conducive to our productivity at all and really to our mental health. So really evaluating the places that you frequent the most and the places that you work um, and even just the places that you spend time relaxing and making sure that 
those places are set up to bring you joy, bring you energy, and to make sure that you are, those places are in alignment with your overall personality, right? And then your possessions, like, is there clutter? Are there things that you can get rid of that would, you know, give you some more space? I don't think people realize how much clutter and hoarding (laughs) affects your overall productivity and, and mental clarity. I've had multiple clients misdiagnose the source of their overwhelm. And when we figured out that their environment was actually pretty chaotic, and we started to make sure that they actually made time to optimize their environment, then they realized, oh my God, didn't realize how much all of this clutter around me was clouding my judgment was making me irritable. And so this is what can happen when we neglect our physical environment. This is what can happen when we when we are basically hoarding and we're sitting in clutter, right? So um, that's extremely important in this process. And then last but not least, uh, do you have a way to track your progress? Right. So there's a reason why step seven of the conquer method is record your efforts daily. There's a reason why I want you to focus on recording your efforts and tracking your routines, tracking your goals and your projects and things like that. Why? Because what get what gets measured gets improved on. If we don't know how we're showing up, if we don't know where we're falling short, if we don't know what's getting done from day to day, we don't know how we can fix any of the the bottlenecks that might show up, right? So there are people I talk to, they can't even tell you what they got done the previous day. If I ask them, hey, so what did you do yesterday? They really can't tell me. And that's just, um, you know, that's sad because then there's really, I don't know where to start, right? I don't know where to start with you if, if I don't know where you are. So, and you won't know either. And so that's why it's so important to make sure that you're recording your efforts daily. Like track your routines, track your your needle moving tasks. Did you or did you not get it done? It's not really so that you can throw yourself a pity party if you didn't get it done. It's just to see what's consistently getting done and what's not. And then figuring out based on the data that you that you have, how you can optimize, how you can do better, right? And start making data-driven decisions as opposed to just emotional-driven decisions. I hope this is making sense. So I really have gone through a lot here, right? The checklist in a sense is, are these are the following questions. Did you have a 90-minute strategy session with yourself? Did you select your non-negotiable self-care days for the month? Did you reevaluate your routines to make sure that they match the current season that you're in? Did you establish your needle-moving projects and tasks? Do you have systems in place to support the goals that you set? Does your environment support the goals that you've set? Do you have a way to track your progress? Ask yourself these questions, work through these things because, you know, each month I want you to feel like enter into each month, like, man, I'm going to crush it. And I want you to feel good about your lifestyle and your overall career. 
All right. And in order to do that, sometimes we just got to plan a little and you no know, planning. You know, it may not be the sexiest thing for some people as an INTJ. It's absolutely sexy to me. I love this stuff. And that is why if it's not sexy to you, if you don't know where to start, that is where, you know, the conquer your chaos crash course comes in. That's where I come in as your productivity coach. I've got you. If you're ready, you know, to take the next step and actually get someone in to help you do these things, help you establish these systems and establish your routines and make sure that you're planning your months and mastering your months, then that's where I come in. You can always reach out to me. But what I want you to do whenever you're done listening to this podcast, I'd love for you to download the 30 resources every productive boss needs. It's a free freebie that I created for you because I know that, you know, by giving you some resources that have helped me and changed the game for me, perhaps you can really start to move the needle in becoming a productive boss, right? So 30 resources every productive boss needs. The link will be in the show notes. I'm so happy to have you here. We're back. This is episode 34. I hope you enjoyed it. Have an amazing day. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Productive Boss Podcast. If you made it this far, you're the real MVP. Serious about conquering your chaos and guaranteeing your goals? Head over to theproductivebosspodcast.com for more information. If you really love Miss Unconventional, don't forget to rate, review, and connect with her on Instagram at The Productive Boss.